Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's your favourite fact podcast. We are back once again with loads more incredible tidbits of knowledge that you sift through. You decide, we do the work. You say whether they are worth remembering and sharing or if they should be chucked into that big old dustbin of knowledge. My name is Dan. Thank you very much for finding, listening and streaming, following. I've got three for you this week. Stuff about myth-busting, baseball and a dude honestly living his best life. Mark is also here. What do you got? Hello. This week for you, ghostly sales in Taiwan, the new super old beauty secret and secrets of the Yakuza that I know about. So I guess they're not that secret. No. Do you want to be messing with the Yakuza? Uh, bring him on, that's what I say Yeah, you don't stand a chance, my friend Connor is here as well, what do you got? Uh, we're going to dig into where a phrase was from A Chinese man that survived something that I wouldn't survive And the lottery We are dealing with, dicing with the Yakuza, Taiwan and China this week So, who knows what you'll end up hearing and what will be redacted <laughs> It's a brand new episode of Baffled, stay there Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, for finding. Also, thank you. I, I saw on our socials the other day, um, someone was taking us to Vietnam. Yeah, we had photos from Vietnam, and then we got a very Asian feel today. Photos in Vietnam, Taiwan, China, Japan. We're all over on the East Asian side of the world. I know, and I did too for lunch. Well, there we go. That just tops it off. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Connor, you, you're looking very studious at your phone. Yeah, I'm looking at my phone because I had a bit of a nightmare for today's recording. You're going to laugh. You're going to go, oh, this is a lie. I had so many good facts and left my laptop at home. So yeah, 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 I was rambling around this yeah, morning on the it, yeah. commute in trying to find facts for today. Well, uh, so do you remember any of the ones that you had on your list? I, they, they made the cut? I remember a cracking lottery fact that I had. So I had to dig back into facts of the lottery and try and find <laughs> the one that I thought I had. I think I have. I think I found it. Well, you, um, you teased earlier, like... A fact about where a phrase comes from, mm. which is within my favourite category of facts. Is that your first one? Uh, it could be my first one. Take it away for us. Oh, on. yeah, we'll dig into that. Early doors. Uh, yeah, I, I know that, like, I know the phrase. I say it, but when do I say it? You know, like, it's sort of, oh, we'll get there early doors, or it might be if you go into a gig, you might say, oh, we'll get there early doors. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I use that phrase a lot. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, and I'm, sure, like, I'm hoping you're going to blow my mind. It's not too cryptic, is it? You know, if no. you're going to get there early, you're getting there early doors. This is this is out of the three facts. Is well, it because there one. used to be different door opening times and early doors was the first one? Um, it could be. Uh, <laughs> the phrase originates in the practice of British theatres in 1870. It's actually quite cool. So it allowed customers who paid a little extra to enter the theatre early to choose their own seats to beat the rush just before the performance started. But the twist was, in 1870, 
It was only a very, very certain amount of people that could even afford to be able to do that. So early doors was actually a thing, but it was a thing only for the rich because you could only be the people that could afford to actually get there early and get a good seat because all of the poor peasants had no money. Okay, so it's kind of a little bit, it's kind of like what you imagine Ryanair would do. Yeah. Pay to get on the plane earlier. There's no seat reservations. Take where you want, but you can pay an extra £3 to get on early. Well, the best bit about this fact that I liked was obviously it gives you a little bit of an understanding of where early doors comes from. There we go. You can keep that one for your pocket. But also it's like, you know, you get there early by paying a little bit extra to get the best seats, but there's only a very small percentage of people that can even do it. So it's just really bad. Well, yeah, like, but if you are in that group, you would do that, wouldn't you? Of course if, you would, yeah. if, if you can afford that, you're not going in with the peasants. But it's, oh, no. it's what it is now. But you just don't need to get there early. Like, you pay more, you get better seats. You just don't need to get there early. So oh, no, yeah. We're but still, you know, there is still the classification of uh, anything you have to pay and watch. No, yeah, but the best bit about it was was that you pay a little extra to enter and pick whatever seat you fancied before everybody else. It wasn't like you bought the expensive ticket that gives you a front row. You pay the set. You pay a little bit more just to walk in and get your seat that you'd like. Yeah, but you are doing that, aren't you? You're doing the equivalent of that because only the real upper echelons could afford it. So you're effectively... Yeah doing the today's equivalent of paying a load of money for a front row ticket, but, I, but you're just paying it a bit later so you can get there early I think to get the, the front row. I think the difference in the 1870s, though, is that the amount of money that put you between those brackets was unachievable. So whereas I don't know, here, have you seen the cost of front row tickets for some things nowadays? Yeah, Jesus. But sometimes a little, if you, know, if you save up, you might be able to get there. But back then, it was pretty much impossible for the average working class to even get a good seat, let alone even go to the theatre. Well, thank you for that. I don't want to rag like on the first fact of the show. Because I made you do it first. Hmm. Is it a big surprise that the phrase early doors comes no, from when the doors it. are open early? Nice opener. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an early doors opener. Yeah. Thank you very much. Welcome. Um, I, 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 tend to, I tend to get things very early, but pay for bad seats. The other two facts are absolute crackers. That was just a little warmer. That's a little yeah. mousse-bouche. Yeah. Get that one out of the way early. Get the doors. taste buds going. Yeah. All right. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. In Taiwan, if you're selling a house, you are required to indicate whether any unnatural deaths have taken place at the property. Totally, totally fair enough. Yeah. This is so that buyers can know whether or not it's likely that a ghost will be haunting your house. I think it's important. Can I spoil it for you? Of course you can. A ghost is not haunting that house. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm on board with you here. It's not happening. It's not a thing. Um, But these houses are then deemed haunted and they go on the market as haunted houses therefore they are worth less money which is interesting because you would imagine may you know there's like i watched that big netflix series about like weird tourist holidays that people do where they go and you know walk around strange eerie forests sure like calling something haunted now might make it more expensive because you've got a whole raft of people that are like yeah i want ghosts in my life no complete opposite in taiwan they don't want the ghosts in the house um so there's there's around about two thousand law disputes on it every single year people going why is my house worth less just because there may be a ghost there spoiler alert there is no ghost there but still in the year 2022 you have to classify your house as haunted and therefore you will get less money for it i actually get the other part of it the fact of sometimes stating whether somebody died in the property i don't really understand it for ghost related things but just to let somebody know that may have happened there I guess it's kind of fair enough. Why? If you you don't believe in ghosts, look, like you you can make your own mind up. It's fine. You can believe in what you want to believe. If you you don't believe in ghosts, why do you need to know if someone's died? I think it's just like a a thing of, you know, it's quite a, 
it's not really for the ghost side of it, just for like just knowing, you know, just knowing that the old lady passed away there. It's just all knowing the disturbing thought. The last very healthy 30 year old that lived there was stabbed to death by a random neighbor. Like, it's that sort of stuff that is useful to know. Then you can understand why there's a massive blood stain. I don't think it should affect value as such. Like, if you bought an old property off of like a a previous old lady and you were like did she die here and I think they should be able to say yes or no yeah. well, so, so this is the thing you only need to classify unnatural deaths so if your old nan dies in the house of natural causes overnight doesn't need to be classified because that's a natural death therefore they're not going to haunt the house you only need to know if it's an unnatural death so we're talking suicides or homicides right. if you go to buy a house mm. and the guy's the estate agent for some reason tells the truth and, and says to you Connor look mate Last owner, brutally murdered with an axe. We've just managed to get the blood out. But his remains was found everywhere. You had a leg in the kitchen, another leg in the lounge, two hands played across the roof. How is that affecting whether you're buying that? I'm not or? buying it. Why? I just couldn't. I don't think I could sit in the lounge thinking of the fact that happened in my property. Bad vibes. And also the fact that somebody has broken in and done that in the place. I, oh. Bad vibes. Well, bad vibes. Bad, bad vibes. On the show we've discussed before, you eschew fast fashion and you buy stuff from charity shops. The likelihood of you wearing something that perhaps, maybe not you because you don't wear old women's clothes, but you know, the likelihood of you wearing something that perhaps someone has died in is higher than if you were to shop at Primark. Does mm. that affect what you buy? What no, you I think wear? I think it's be no, it, it, no, not at all. But and also as well, it's like impossible to maybe find that out. But I think there's always a part of me that if I was buying a house off of like an old person, and I asked, I'd always be curious. Did they? It wouldn't stop me actually if an old lady passed away in the house. It wouldn't stop me buying it. If somebody was brutally axed to death, cut up into pieces. I don't think I fancy that where, where, Where's your line? What level one of leg. death? One leg. One leg. What, one leg, fine. Yeah, one leg, one right. leg, fine. Two legs, yeah, I'm not buying so it. So if you managed to limp out to sell you the house, you'd yeah. be fine. Be like, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. It would put you off a little bit though, wouldn't it? Imagine yeah. it. Like, like, you know, you'd rather go in and be like, it's beautiful views, oh, the previous family, a loving, you know, couple, they had three kids, they grew up here, used to ride their bikes, as opposed to, there's a guy called Barry who got his head chopped off. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I get the but idea. There's a head and only one leg. Yeah. If his head was like half off and one leg was gone, I'd probably put an offer in of like 100 grand under the asking price. <laughs> yeah, might as well chance it. But two legs, no. Yeah. My first fact of the show is a big old myth buster. You know Bust when, that myth. You know when you tap on the top of a soda can or a beer can after it does you've nothing. dropped it? does nothing. I knew you was going to say that. Does, I always bloody do it as well. Just buys your time. That's what it does, doesn't it? Does, just buys your time. Because you, I know you might do this listening. Well, you, 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 you've dropped your beer, you, you've dropped your can of pop, as my mother would say, onto the floor. And you think, maybe, I'm, maybe I tap it because you see other people tap it, but you don't really know why you tap it. The, I guess the general logic of the science people believe is that you're pushing all of the air to get to the top. But a big old study has suggested that does not happen. Uh, 1,031 cans of beer were shaken for two minutes. They were then tapped three times on the side and the top with the finger. The main outcome was negligible. Nothing. It still fizzed. Some fizzed. Some did not. There was no way of telling. So if you're tapping the top of your can to stop the, the froth, ain't working. I think I've just got in like an autopilot of bloody doing it now. I don't think I even really knew whether it worked or not. I just done it. I just, yeah, just always done it. I think it looks cool. It's all... Yeah, I think you look like a man about town. I think you look like a... Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, they... Yeah, it looks like... A... But the thing is, that doesn't happen, does it? It goes... 
everywhere because it doesn't do anything. No, exactly. But then sometimes it does work, but that's more what's just happened in the can because it's actually quite hard to froth a copper can inside because the surface tension is so taut because of the way it's been pressurized. It's quite hard to get extra air to move around. So it's just whether it froths, whether it doesn't froth, it's all kind of random. You can kind of usually feel it as well, I find, with a can and a bottle, but you know and it's kind of... It's very hard around the edges, obviously, because air's trapped. Oh, a little risky game I like to play when I've got a bottle, you know, when it's all frothy, is you have to time the opening. You have to time mm. the twist to let out little bits of air at a time. Yeah. I had a moment today on the radio, in the studio, open the Pepsi Max bottle, uh, everywhere. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Well, I think I've got a bit on my sock, actually. Have you? Yeah, well, life stories with Connor Knight. What yeah. a time Bought to be alive. by Pepsi. Mm-hmm. You could get Pepsi to sponsor. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, so your takeaway is if you have dropped a can of something, you're worried about it fizzing up, don't waste your time tapping the top or the side. Leave it. Open it up, down it. Maybe get your mouth ready to go over the top just so you can <gasps> swallow it all in to save your sock like yours after the incident earlier. Damn right, leave it on the side, crack it later. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. I want to talk to you about a man called Poon Lim. Heard of Poon Lim? Oh yeah, me and him, best mates, go back years, mate. Poon Lim or Poo Lim, both names are equally funny. Poon Lim. Oh, with an N, no, sorry, I just know Poo Lim. Oh. So in 1942, Poon survived the four-month, 133-day go on a life raft in the South Pacific, South Pacific Ocean. So he initially kept himself alive by an array of different things, drinking all the water and eating the food on the raft but later resorted to fishing and, my favourite, catching rainwater in a canvas life jacket covering. Uh, This all happened because the boat that he was on during a war that was happening sunk, basically, and he ended up on this raft. Four months, and the best bit about it, couldn't swim. So where where did Poon make land? Do you know? Well, so this well, how is... How was he discovered? Well, so this is the story. He was actually discovered by somebody else. There are a few different articles where it's hard because the actual initial story told me 133 days. And then I dug into it more and it was four months, 133 days. So it seems a bit kind of... Mm, but he has done an interview about it. Doesn't speak about it too much. There's articles that says... Why would you... Why, of course you would. What's this guy doing? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'd be making millions off of it. What, he made... Like I mean, he made, a, he made a knife apparently out of an old biscuit tin. I don't know. Did he? I don't know. Apparently he did. Uh, But yeah, the actual main fact is, is that four months and 133 days on a raft was happening for him. He survived it, but he couldn't swim. When you say four months, 133 days, do you mean four months and 133 days? No. Or... 133 days is four months. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to make that clear because you seem to be saying saying and and I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, and it's the same time, obviously. Well, no, nice work, Poon. So what did he do? So he fished a bit. Yeah, so he actually... You see, I keep saying Look, apparently, because I have to say it lightly. This but, is a fact podcast, so you, if you're presenting this, you have to just take it. Well, no, you can't, because you have to be honest as well. The facts of it are, you know, you've got to take this 50-50. The fact is he did survive that amount of time, but they also said that he killed a shark with a water jug, so... <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you'd have to be pretty... You take that how you will. ...swift, I yeah. think, because as soon as the shark get bonced once... By the water jug. Probably uh, you. It's swimming away. Uh, yeah, but you think so. The actual, actual, absolute fact, and the one that I love, is catching rainwater in his canvas jacket for drink. Brilliant. Uh, it Clever smells... Way. Smells like one of those things... You know, maybe he did it great. It smells like one of those things that just changes every time he tells the story. 
So, you know, he, st- he started off going yeah. for a swim one day. Yeah. The next time he told it, he couldn't get back to his boat that day. You know, a few weeks later, suddenly he was out at sea for four months. And then, you know, 10 years later, he's, you know, whacking sharks to death using a water jug. Yeah, he's every, making every, knives every, out of biscuit tins. I just think every time someone doubts him, he adds another fact in just to be like, you can't question me. You weren't there. Adds a fact in. And it just becomes this huge story. That I just think his boat remembers. sunk. Boat sunk. Ended up on a raft. Managed to survive a little bit. And now he's telling people that he's knocked out a shark with a water jug. Now, you know, I'm, I'm quite competitive on, on this podcast. No. Um, Are you going to ask whether who would survive the longest? Oh, I'm saying who would be the most useless. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely I, I, useless. I, I, I'd be moaning. I'd be cold. Yeah, I'd be devastated. You'd, I'll survive that. me all day long. Where the crown, mate. I don't, I don't know. know I don't know between you two. I would say Mark's probably more practical than me, but... Here we go. We're both, you know, we're both of fairer skin. I'm a ginger baby. Mark is a ginger 30-year-old. He's shriveling to death before me. I, I think I'm outlasting you by a few days just because of some sunburn. I think the difficulty is is that you actually need probably both of you. Because well, you've got Mark that's going to... I can gonna... tell you what, I'm lasting one day with him on a boat. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, it's not even a boat. It's a raft. Jesus Christ! Because yeah. you got, I, we are not lasting. I'll dive in. I don't even think oh, we're. I don't even think in. we're lasting twelve hours. You got I'll Mark feed who's gonna to the shark just to get away from him. Got, Only the paycheck that allows us to last forty minutes in a studio. You got Mark who's gonna think it through, yeah. strategically, kind of start I, mapping I, it out, I, I and then there's that. you that's getting on with it. Yeah, yeah well, while I'm there planning what the next best move is, you've half ripped apart, apart the raft. Going, yeah. no, we can do it this way, mate. And then you're gonna start thinking and go, oh, maybe. But this the thing work. is, is that you would have you would plan so much, but actually achieve jack. That's the problem with what you would be doing. You can't There'd achieve anything so... until you've planned no, it. You need thing. to know what you're doing. Yeah. You can't just half-arse it when you're only so on a ride. They'd be like, oh, we'll probably get some branches, and then no. but no branches will be got. It'll no, be like, be you know, he'd be shoving his phone in the air trying to get some 5G so he can get on his Google Doc for it. Whereas I, yeah, I'd eat all the spies very quickly. Biscuits would be gone, and I'd be singing tunes from Les Miserables. But we are finding land at some point, my friend. I mean, you might be floating in. I dream the dream of time gone by. Mark, give me your second fact of the show. Gladiator sweat used to be a must-have beauty product. Right, okay. So we're going back to ancient Rome here. Wealthy women would buy vials of sweat and dirt scraped from the skin of famous gladiators. Who's doing this? And use it as face cream. What are they doing? What are these people doing? It's when did you hear things about people back in the day? Did they have their heads screwed on? Or is this sort of shit they did? Wasn't there a... You probably have no idea what I'm talking about here, but do you remember that YouTuber? Sold her farts. Yeah. yeah. What was her name? Can't remember. Yeah. Didn't, didn't she end up in hospital? Yeah, because yeah, she, she was trying to didn't she push him out too much. What was her name? Bella Delphine. Bella she also Delphine. said she was kidnapped. Do you remember? Is that and Bella she, Delphine? Yeah, and she was selling her farts. I thought that was Also, should else. we be concerned how quickly producer Adam just told us the name of this YouTube? Yeah, yeah Bella Delphine. Yeah, Bell De- is Belle Delphine. I do remember. I do remember. I thought she was. Anyway, Belle Delphine. Adam's here. She was. <laughs> oh, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, because she was. Um, she was taking so much food to, like, make her gassy. Yeah, that she had to go to hospital with it. Yeah, and she was also yeah. she was also bathing in water live on YouTube and selling bath water off for, I think, about 20 quid a little. Dan was going to do that, but his mum was in the water first, yeah. and then he was like, oh, you've ruined my live stream times. It is me. Having so a throw go. back to episode one for anyone who's listened for the long time. Was that episode of one? Did I drop that juggernaut <laughs> in the first episode? Yeah, Dan was just like tubbing up his mum's bath water like, I love you, mum. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's me <laughs> having a go at people in the old days, and we're even more mental now. You are? 
At least people back then, like they were, I imagine they were doing this and putting a face cream because maybe they believed that their sweat had some heroic, brave juice in it, which would help them. Whereas now you're just getting weird incels online who want to smell a young TikToker's fart. This links in with, uh, well, kind of links in, but I've never really understood the thing of, uh, you know, having a pair of football boots that Beckham wore or you know, a football that was kicked by Ronaldo and people were owning oh, that no, stuff. I do. Because, I think, I think but that's like the original NFT. It's, it's an old football boot with Beckham's sweat. Yeah, what but it's, the, it's the original NFT. You're buying that moment. You're buying a fraction of, I don't know, the boot that he used to score the goal that got England to the World Cup. Like, you're buying into that moment. It is the original NFT. That is completely different from, you know, someone buying st- stinky, stinky gas. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably buy a few people's farts. If Jennifer Aniston, he made a fart. You, you know that would smell like roses. But it's pointless it? because what are you doing? Like, as soon as Smelling you open, Jennifer Aniston's fart. Yeah, but then what it's are disappeared. You doing? But then you've you spent all that money for one second of a... It's Jennifer Aniston's particles. Yeah, but if it smell, does that not change your opinion of her? <laughs> no. No? She could fart on me. So if she's... Yeah, but it's a different... That's the act of it. If you're smelling... It, like, if you sniff it and it's like a real... Like, mm, earthy, pumpkin-y, asparagus-y guff. And you're like whiffing it in. Does I'm that like, not, she's like, vegan. Does that not change what, what? your opinion of her? Mm. So the vials were for sale outside of gladiator fights. I'm just moving on now. I'm disgusted. By if you could smell one fart from somebody, would it be and why? The fat from the animals fighting in the arena was also sold. So you could buy that outside as well. One fart then? I don't know. I need to give it some thought. He's there, like yeah. probably some person we've never heard of. Some scientist who like dug a bit of the moon up once. I don't. Think, I wouldn't want to buy a fart from anyone. Like, why oh, would you? Oh, you're so you're so mighty. You're so holier than thou. Oh, what oh. would you? What would you have? You why could have one you... drink forever. Water. <laughs> why would you buy a fart? Oh, you're so special, Mister Mark. I don't buy farts like you. Little... Oh, look on your ivory tower. Tell me more about the gladiator. I would do it either, by the way. The sweat was scraped from their bodies using a tool called a scridgel, which is basically like a <laughs> hook-shaped scraper and a Courses. bucket. Courses, scridgel, what a name. Yep. Uh, and then um, all of these were then made into perfumes and cosmetics, and they were reserved for women of status. So during this time, brothels basically had loads of... Uh, people who worked in brothels had loads of makeup on their face. So therefore, women who thought themselves as the higher class would look for non-makeup uh, more natural ways to look good and feel good. Yeah, Gladiator sweat was one of those. It became an people essential beauty product if you're a woman of the upper class. History's wow. weird. Yeah. Oi, um, what do you reckon? What? TikTok, that whole chat about whose farts would you smell, that's got to go viral. Yeah, that one's getting 1.2 mil. I think so. Right, my second fact of the show. A uh, hundred years ago, baseball umpires were very, very different. They were people chosen from the crowd. Love it. Normally, prominent community members chosen from the cloud. Uh, they weren't made... From to- the cloud. cloud? Cloud. From the crowd. They weren't made to really stand there as baseball umpires do today. You know, pointing, looking, kneeling, ducking. Instead, they were given easy chairs, kind of near the home plate, a fan for hot days, food, and some bevs. Sounds like an ideal day out. I think so. Yeah. I, and would actually score the game. Well, I imagine so. I mean, well, surely they were quite pissed. See, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I, you wouldn't really want to compete in that game. I'd be like, come on, man. How, how, what do you mean? What do you mean it's a four? I don't know how baseball works. But I mean, what do you mean it's a four? You don't know. <laughs> that's a clearly not if you're saying. Yeah. I've, I've, I, what, how do you, is it, it runs? Is it yeah, baseball? Yeah, you get runs. Yeah. 
Do you run around? Yeah. Sure. It's like rounders. Like rounders. So yeah. first base, second base, third, fourth, fifth. And if you get uh, all mean, the way around, yeah. you get a run. If you do it in one, home run. Yeah, home run. Got you. So the idea, you want to load the bases. I'd be really bad at baseball. You want to get someone on one, someone on second, someone on third. And then hit a home then run. Then you want someone to absolutely come on, whack it, and then everyone legs in, four big points. I'm good at rounders, actually. Just yeah. not very fast. No. I thought you were quick. No, I'm not particularly quick. I'm agile. What <laughs> about Connor has ever made you think he was quick? I don't know. Either physically or mentally. Well, he's quite lanky. Yeah. True. I, I thought, I thought, you yes, know. He, he dislikes anything which requires an ounce of effort. It's true. I Well, this, this would have been perfect for him because they sat in a nice easy chair. What makes me amazed by this idea is the fact it ever was an idea. Like, who thought when baseball was, you know, in its embryonic stage... Oh, here's, you know who we should get to officiate this whole thing, to decide it? Drunkards from the crowd? Yeah, just, yeah. just, just bloke from the crowud. Oh, what, should we, should we make him? Nah, just sit him down. Cheers a little bit of you as should well. Should we check he knows the rules? Nah, There's a bit of you that would be, like, say you went on like a stag do, right? And there's all 10 of you. Yeah. You're really looking forward yeah. to piss up with the boys. Yeah. And you get picked. You'd be like, oh, really? Like, yeah. I want to be here. Just, just want to stay here and Well, get... no, it'd be the only thing that you set up the stag to do. Quite a common thing at the moment is when you make, you know, stags be football mascots, like lead out the team. Like it's yeah. something like that, isn't it? it he's, yeah. yeah, I'm talking, you know, yeah, you got me thinking about football mascots, which always make me laugh. When you've got the young lads that are walking out that definitely don't know what they're doing, but mum and dad got it for them for a Christmas present. They're like, they're going to Declan Rice's, mate. And they're like, well, I think they'd be, it'd be a joy. Oh, but you would love it, it, but there's definitely some that do it that are like, I don't even like football. I don't <laughs> This is the worst thing ever, but Dad's a West Ham fan. <laughs> yeah, but then it's always made up for when you get those great videos that go viral of young lad being amazed that Marne is a person. Like, oh! you would be honestly, saying, the, absolutely. We, you spend so much of this podcast like judging who I would be as another person. And I, oh, well, I haven't finished what I was saying yet. A nightmare if you was picked as the umpire because you <laughs> you would do it really well, and you'd be like. Scoring it as yeah, it is, yeah, but I'm not as much as it. Like, who's this kid? Like, not as much as Mark. I would be there for a bit of fastidious, uh, a bit of fastidiousness, uh, and some fun. Yeah, I'd. But this guy, imagine him. Imagine I'm, him given full reign to make a spreadsheet and then. I've never rules. ever entered the world of sport with Mark, and I don't plan to. It is nothing but joy and organisation yeah. for all. The more rules make something more fun. And, and asthma true. attacks. Lots of asthma attacks. You were given easy chairs. You look like you'd have an asthma attack when you play Do you mean I look like I have an asthma You look like that kid at school that has the asthma attack. What's the timing on this? We've descended into outright Which one of us has asthma? Me. But you look like the kid. You and Dan, have you got asthma? Big time. You look like the kid. I'm the only one in this room who doesn't have asthma. And yet apparently I'm the one that looks like I'd have an asthma attack going for a run. Look, I don't want to look. I don't want to put. Go on. I don't want to insult you. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking three things. Asthma. Eczema, male pattern baldness. Great, Brett. Thanks. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> what are we, 30 minutes in and we've descended into this? Or, to be fair, it's lasted longer than most. No, no, this is another fun. quick question. Which of the three of us is in a cup final this week? What for? Oh, yeah, that's right. This guy. What for? The Brownies under 15 footballs. <laughs> Esports. Minecraft Online. What is it? Best Google Docs. <laughs> Minecraft <laughs> Online. American football. This oh, guy, touch Ca- Amer- captain of the team, touch American football. got us to the final. Touch American. Yeah, that one, yeah. yeah. It's like the Braintree League. There's like four teams, I would assume, that play it because nobody plays American football. Well, what's disappointing is by the time this episode is released, the game will have been played. The game will have been played and I will be a champion. So how many games have you had to play to get to this level? To get to the final? Uh, seven. So the, is it a cup? Were you in a league seven. first? Seven. Only seven? Yeah, seven, yeah. How many no. players are on each team? Seven. 
So, so, a short so it is in American football. It's a bunch of guys that outside of working hours just keep the out of each other, fun over the park. There's no contact, it's touch. Come on, Connor. It's no contact. There's seven people and there's seven teams. And but you call it American football. He once broke his finger doing it. I did, it's true. What position do you play? Running back. <laughs> hold on. The quick one. Oh, Jesus I, I know this isn't for the pod, but seriously, hold on, there's seven None teams. None of this is making the pod. I, I have to. There's seven teams. Yes. Seven games. Yes. No touch. American football. Yes. I so it's not I American football. I I it's just I chasing people around, and if you touch them, they're out. No, it's American football. It's like, you know how you have touch rugby? I don't know how you're finding this so hard to get. Well, listen, best of luck to you. <laughs> best of luck. Thanks, Daniel. What's the name of your team? The Urban Foxes. We play in a fluorescent orange kit. No, it didn't make it Looks better. great with my <laughs> I hair. I gave you a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if it, maybe that's a good thing to do on a stag do. Being at the umpire in the early 1900s at a baseball game. Easy chair, fan for hot days, food and some bevs. Sorry to interrupt you, podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word, Chris submits a word, and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of Men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from just search for the A to Z of men. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You can always get in touch with the show, as always. Baffled, that was two always there. There you go. Baffledpod.com. You can get your merch. Uh, perfect. Just at the end of the summer season perfect for it you can also find our tiktok and you can send us a little message on there and if you are flying all around the world with your badge if it's finally got to you send us a picture to mark who said hello uh, so craig sent us an email info at baffledpod.com uh, and he sent us two very random facts which i'm not convinced are related 
But apparently this is genuinely true. All right. Says Craig. Says Craig. When Britney Spears released Work Bitch, the song. Can't place it. 2013. The level of unemployment in the US immediately went down. No, I don't believe it. Absolute. <laughs> Not related. A Lo- load of tosh. Not related. Not related, but a genuine fact. Well, it's interesting. Like, it's an, it's an interesting coincidence. Well, it's a bit like the Ratatouille fact that when Ratatouille was released, loads of rats were bought. Don't believe it. I don't know. I believe that. I don't know. Yeah, that, that makes what, a lot people more actually sense. thought that their pet rat will cook a carbonara. No, they're not thinking that. They're just watching it and thinking, "Oh, rats are cute. Maybe I'll get me one." Yeah. Animation. That makes sense. However, <laughs> this is more... purely a coincidence. It's eight-year-olds, isn't it? It's like five-year-olds watching that film, thinking, "I want a rat." What I'm doing is I'm categorising our facts. That's in the same category as that fact with the ratatouille. Okay, great. Thanks. This is a fact. Sorry, this is a fact that you would bring to the table. Yeah, to, I would, to yeah. absolutely yeah. unrelated things. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. you would make the connection to. Mm-hmm. So go. Also, there is a correlation between the number of people who drown by falling into a pool every year with the number of films that Nicolas Cage appears in. Right, okay. Thank you, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Always good to get in touch. There we go. Great. Two facts that literally aren't really that related to each other. It's like the Aaron Ramsey thing, isn't it? Can we just have that final one again? Just one more time. The number of people who drown by falling into a pool each year correlates with the number of films that Nicolas Cage is in. I mean, it's a fact in the loosest sense of the word. Yeah, it's two true things. It's weirdly true. It's, it's an entire coincidence, but it's weirdly yeah, true. Yeah, it's like the Aaron Ramsey thing that when he scores, someone dies the next day. Sadly, that happened it's to true. Olivia Newton-John the other day. Rest in peace. Did Aaron Ramsey score? Yeah. Oh, no. Scored the day before Olivia Newton-John was taken from us. I'm starting to think that's not a coincidence anymore. It's happened too many times. Mm, uh, Nicolas Cage makes another film. Who knows? And he just released a film. He should stop. People fall in if, pools. So people drown by falling oh. into pools. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the more films that Nicolas Cage is in per year. Yeah. the more number of people drown by falling into a pool. Maybe that's why the sacrilege occurred and they never released National Treasure 3. But there is a series coming. Or a se- there is something coming. Anyway, I'm rambling about National Treasure again. Thank you very much, Mark and Craig. It's info at baffledpod.com. And just baffledpod.com if you ever want to get in touch, find our TikTok, or buy some merch. Last facts of the show. Take it away, Connor, my boy. Okay. Um, I would like to talk to you about the odds of winning the lottery. All right. It's 350 billion to one. Just have a little idea of that. Is it? It's 350 billion to one. So it says here, this Don't is on. Leave that. No, it's too high. All right. Yeah. A family from Tipton in the West Midlands has had three separate jackpot wins, totaling $3.25 million. That's pretty good. And also very lucky. Very lucky. Three times. And do you know the best bit about it? They've won three times and all they've taken away is three and a half mil. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, like you do pretty well to win once and you get more than that. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. 300. Can you three- imagine how weirdly pissed off you'd be that you'd won it three times and that is all you'd won? I know. I'd be absolutely gutted. It's one of those gutted. things that no one would have sympathy for you, but you would also be well within your rights to be super pissed off. I know. I know. I know. 350 billion to one, it says here. But so what are they doing? What? Like, I don't want to libel them, mm. but how it's have luck, they mate. rigged that? It's complete luck. How have they rigged it's it? It's complete luck. Well, I guess it's possible. But I tell you what, I would be... If at, anyone can win, I would win three be fuming. 3.25 million is all I've got from free lottery. You could do that in a year. You could blow that in half a year. I'll blow that in three weeks. It would. What are you buying? No, it would still be nice, though. Right, three point, three point two five million. What am I buying? Right, I'll, tell quickly, right quickly, I'll tell you right now. Very quickly. Very quickly. Right now, I'll tell on, you. On the sea, I got that. On the surface of it, <laughs> I think I want to tell you right yeah, now. On the surface of it, like it's a bit annoying. You could have won loads more, but you know, it's still three point two five million. Many people don't make that in their life, mm-hmm. especially podcasters. What are you going to do with it then? I'll buy a million pound place. 
Sure. In sure. LA. Why not? That's sure. a million. Probably gone. doesn't get you a lot in LA. Then I buy two right. Aventadors, two different colours. That's another million. They're 500 grand each. What are they? Aventadors, Lamborghinis, Lamborghinis, two million. Then the other 1.25 million, I'd split between us three. Joking. Why? Why when you um? Mark will get none. Why when you? Thanks. Why when you talk about money or talk about cars? Do you, do you honestly turn into the biggest wide boy ever? What? What do you mean? <laughs> it's like you, you speak. You speak like you're. You know, for want of a better phrase, normal. And then as soon as you talk about money wise things, you, you just become so Essex. Yeah. Oh, I become a little weird Lamborghini. Oh yeah, I would buy a little, a little thing in there. I think yeah, it's good Lamborghini. I think it's because I've grown up in an area as well where all everyone ever speaks about is money, cars. And watches. Oh, what watch you wear, mate? What car are you driving, mate? Good job, that, mate. What's it paying, mate? <laughs> That's what you get. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, you're welcome. That was very good. Um, I don't believe it's that much. It's, I think it's about one in 45 million. Did jobs. you have a little Google and I've got it wrong? So why is that then? Because that, that was a pretty reputable fact page I've used before. 350 billion. I'm just trying yeah, to... Stats, stats. I'm not saying that... Is that I'm maybe, just, have they gone the to a different possibility way? of winning it three times? Maybe that's the odds of winning oh, it three times. Oh, okay. Because you've got, what, one in 45 mi- million times, times one in 45 million times. times one in 45 million. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Mark, give us your last fact of the show, you ginger boy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fact. That's, it's truth. You, I, I'm not making fun of you for it, but you are ginger. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the Yakuza. The Yakuza used to say, dinner's ready, you ginger boy. <laughs> it's a, weirdly, it just no. Came to, I didn't mean that to be insulting, and I'm sorry if it came off that well, way. Of course he's insulting. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Jesus. I, I, had a, I had a Coke Zero before I came in, and the buzzers hit me. Oh, look at you. The Yakuza cut off little fingers of their members so you can't overpower the boss. What? Pardon? The Yakuza cut off little fingers of their members so they can't overpower the boss. But it's one of the weakest parts of your hand. Ah, however, in Japanese swordmanship, the little fingers grip is the tightest on the handle. So if you cut that off, then you're not able to grip your sword properly. Thus, you weaken yourself in a battle. Useless with guns, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not ideal if you're doing a so gunfight. You... But, you know, Japanese swordmanship, the Yakuza, that's what they're all about. Why would so... you weaken your member? What? So basically, you, the boss doesn't want to be overpowered. So they will cut off the little finger. Uh, it's a process known as yupitsumi, uh, which also in English means finger shortening. Uh, and basically, they'll cut it off just above the top knuckle on the finger. So you don't cut a lot off, just, just above the top knuckle. Um, and that then means that you are more dependent on the protection of your boss. And because your boss keeps his finger, uh, then supposedly he is stronger if you happen to go up against him in a bit if of you, swordsmanship, a bit of kendo. If you actually grip these mics here and you actually do it without that tip, it's kind of crazy, actually. And when you use the tip, you do feel a lot. You can kind of see that. But surely you'd want to win battle. What? I just, I just think, why see do people have that? to be so weird? Yeah. I, why do people have to be so weird? Are you calling the Yakuza weird with these, on a podcast uh, that they have access to? Why? It was nice knowing you. Why would these... Big things like organized crime and and you know royal families and cults and that. Why do they need these weird things? I don't think the royal family do this. No, but they have like weird traditions. I don't. don't they? That's I don't point. think it's weird. I, I think it's pretty. Uh, yeah, I think that's it's normal. Right. If, if no, you, I think right, if within you are the them boss, worlds, I think within them you, worlds, if you are yeah. the boss and you are bringing in 
a bunch of people to be your foot soldiers, they're going to be big. They're going to be mighty. You're going to want a way to not get overthrown. You're going to want a way to constantly be the boss. Therefore, handicap them in a small way. Take the top of their little finger off. I'd gaslight them. So what the the Yakuza, though, they're a criminal gang. They're like the Japanese mafia. Right, because this is the thing. Obviously, within those worlds, you obviously see it on Netflix shows and everything. But they're always trying to kill higher sometimes to take places and things like that. So I guess they're... No. I would gaslight them. I would fund, I would psychologically undermine them in very small ways. Oh, you're doing it like that, are you? Oh. Is that what you're trying to do with us? Or are you just oh, actually just a dick and right. it just happens to happen? Oh, I guess that's what we're having for dinner today. Is that right? Dinner? What do you think they're cooking them dinner? Is this what you do with Tori? No. <laughs> oh, is that how you're going to kill someone, is it? Oh, is that how you're sort of fighting today? All right. Is that how we're doing? That's what I do. And then I'd slowly just bury You know how that confidence. would work for you? You'd die very quickly. No, I'd actually stay alive because I've got my all-powerful little finger and no one else does. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Our last fact of the day comes courtesy of Mario Salcedo, who has been living permanently on cruise ships for 20 years. I love it. Tell me more. I I will do that. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, about 20 years ago, he was incredibly bored of paying over the odds for his rent. So he's just lived mainly on Royal Caribbean cruise ships. He's been on a thousand, well more now, but by 2016 was the last time I could check in with him. He had been on a thousand cruise ships. 850 of those were Royal Caribbean. He'd spent over 6,000 nights of them. It it cost him about $1.4 million. It costs him about $70,000 every year to cruise. Right, yeah, so two questions here. One, what was the comparison in compared to what his rent would be? He's obviously got a lot of dough. How's he making money? Is he a stockbroker? It's a great question. Is he Andrew Tate? He, um, He founded a small business. I don't know what it does. There is, you can find out more, there is a very short documentary called The Happiest Guy in the World that the New York Times released a few years ago. Uh, He's never been married. He has no children. He's not on social media. He uses, to fly from one port to the other, you know, that's what you have to do. He uses the air miles that he gets by paying for the cruises on on his credit cards. Uh, He spends 15 days a year on land because he needs to visit the, the doctors or the bank. And, uh, I'd yeah. be really ill I think I think it would definitely get to you it'd be that thing like when, when we yeah. spoke about people that have gone to the moon before with facts and they come back and they find it hard to readjust I think getting off that boat I think you would I think you need to get like into a real rhythm like my tummy always gives me trouble when I'm on holiday anywhere be, just because I'm kind of thrown out of my routine of eating you would need to be very careful with that and also be very careful not to drink every day. I'd find that quite, you know. Yeah, I'd just be on the on the Peronis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't get hung over if you keep drinking. There you go. He, he has a special um, cruise travel agent who helps him. Oh, this guy's a multimillionaire. Who helps them book. <laughs> Isn't he? Come on. And he, has to, he has to book the cruise ships kind of year in, <sighs> years and years in advance to make sure he can have the same room for multiple weeks and he's not just moved from he's one room to another. He's not doing this to avoid rent. He's just doing this because he can do it. He saves money though because he doesn't stay in a room with windows. Apparently, nice guy, played Santa Claus for the kids on the ships a few times over Christmas. So he gets his money back. What's his name? Mario Salcedo. I reckon we could get him on here. Called Mario Salcedo. Two bits of cruising. Give, no. me eight, give me eight Coronas, I'll give him a call. No, 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 he doesn't, he doesn't speak with the media. God, that was are so, we media, are we? That was so funny when you did that. I know, I think she it, answered it, as well. If you missed that, 
there was a, we, we, we were a very early fact in the early days of Baffled, we were talking about a town that had one person in it. And uh, it was like way out in the Midwest of America. And Connor got himself a few Peronis deep and um, gave her a call. <laughs> I'd say I remember that moment as well. And it was definitely her that answered. It was a very old town. Well, I imagine she's the only person. That and I to myself. <laughs> Low light, right? Yeah. What did she say to you? Yeah, I can't even remember now. Yeah. I'll try and get the recording. I did you record didn't record it. it. That was the issue. I that was the very first it. question I asked you when you rung me th- up I in think- a state of panic going, I think I just spoke to her, mate. <laughs> that would have been content. Yeah, but we would have peaked way too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. I hope you're enjoying our bite-sized Baffled as well. Monday, <laughs> or Tuesday through Friday, you get a little fact every day, just a little bit of knowledge to set you up for the day, maybe something to quickly listen to on the commute. And you also get TikTok stuff and Instagram, Instagram stories. So why are you eating? Well, bite-sized. You also get TikTok videos and uh, Instagram stories every day. So make sure you go and watch those. Make sure you tell your mates and share them. Uh, what have we learned this week? Well, the phrase early doors surprisingly comes from doors that were open early. Uh, also, if you want to beat the Yakuza, just use your little finger, but don't tell them that I said that on this podcast. And tapping your beer, your drink, to make it not froth doesn't work. Save your time and down it for the lads. And we'll see you next week. Until then, say goodbye, Connor. Oh, goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. And I will say goodbye from all of us, the Baffle Boys, including our good friend, the Ginger Boy. Until next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.